Hey, Ashley. Hey, Renee. I don't remember the last time I've called you Ashley. I almost was like, wow. Hey, Ashley. I wish I had a name where it was like, like Ash, Ashley. Well, I guess Tear. Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. Did you, <laughs> did you know popsicles were invented by an 11 year old by accident? I had no idea. In 1905, an 11-year-old boy named Frank Epperson left soda powder and water outside overnight with its wooden stirrer still in the cup. The mixture had frozen in the chilly nighttime weather, and so the Epsicle was born. That's what they called it at first. Interesting. He sold the treat around his neighborhood, then nearby amusement parks, and then he even patented his recipe, and years later, he changed the name to Popsicle because that's what the kids would call. And then he got a truck and started playing music while he drove around the neighborhood. Then he got Delivering Popsicles. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Now he lives in Beverly Hills somewhere. On 1905. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's dead, right? Oh, shh, shh, shh. oh okay. Let's <laughs> not damper this. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to Unsolicited Advice. Ooh, I'm Ashley. Uh, That's Taryn. This is our second episode for the day, and we are on okay one. for us. Is we Grump Ash one. still here? Uh, is what? Grump Ash? Or has she been <laughs> elevated Listen, to... Grump Ash is a lifestyle. <laughs> She never leaves. What is Grump Ash? I She's feel always like she, here. She, you're like, it's like feisty Grump Ash and then just like zombie Grump Ash. Yeah, I feel feisty today. Numb. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. I'll fight with you. I know you will. <laughs> I can't handle it today. I love fighting. <laughs> God, pray. <laughs> Let's all pray for Taryn's future partner. No, literally, my ex... And I fought, I fight so healthy. (laughs) So healthy. I wish, if this was a YouTube video, I would a thousand percent edit how many times you've said that on this podcast. Oh my God. Because (laughs) I fight so healthy. I fight so healthy. People, people, you included, Mm -hmm. are so afraid to fight Mm -hmm. because I think just the word fight is so aggressive. It's negative. It has a negative tone to it. I think it's so productive and it can be like. I think it can be. Yeah. So uh, that's why I say, like, I when when I say, oh, I love to fight, yeah, and you're like, oh, pray for her husband. Like, I I'm not like this psycho who's like, oh, did you drop that cup on the floor? Like, it's not like that. <laughs> I but know it's that. Like, let's talk about it. Let's get uh-uh. into it, and let's better our relationship. Yes. I love it. We fought so well. I think that's why the relationship lasted longer than it need to needed yeah. to. Should it have lasted four years? No, no. Was that a waste of time? It was a learning lesson. <laughs> It was a was lesson high. learned. It was high pitch. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, what? What's up? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I don't know. You, oh, wait, Did you just I brain fart? No. Um, I wanted to tell you something. Okay. So because I'm like <laughs> famous, I got sent 
shampoo and conditioner, yes. which mother, I forgot what, what it is. I think it's from L'Oreal. Okay. I think. I will I will post the bottles on our Instagram. Perfect. Because I can't remember what it is. But have you ever had that moment where like you smell a scent and you're literally transformed into like yes. a different memory? Yes. So I start washing my hair with the shampoo and it took me a while to connect it. But immediately I felt like I was in love, like happy, blissful, just like in love. Yeah. And I connected it to there was this bottle of perfume. It was like it's it's been discontinued. So I'm so sad because I would wear it every day. Mm -hmm. It was like this circle. It was blue and it had like flowers in it. Okay, I can't remember what it was called. But I was obsessed with that scent. I've never experienced where I've been so obsessed with the scent before. And I would wear that literally nonstop every day when I was talking to my like high school love, like my first kiss. Like, Got it. So immediately I was like in love. I was like singing. I was so happy. Yeah. And it was all because I whiffed this shampoo. Oh, my God. I Isn't fully believe it is wild what your minds hold on to. Mm -hmm. um, I, I also have so many good feelings that come around Coco Chanel, the green one. Okay. Was one of my first like splurges for perfumes and I took it on all my first I turned 21 the year I got that that perfume. Mm -hmm. Nothing but good memories happened that yeah. year. Like the best memories and like I every time I smell it it literally brings me back there. It's that and like Juicy Couture. I had that. Yeah. And that yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. But nothing beats Coco Chanel cuz that's when I started like traveling more. And it's just instantly, you're like light, takes you're you right back, back there. and whatever. Takes you right back there. Ugh. I even remember like my ex's uh, cologne, anytime I smell it, immediately. Like it's just, I'm yeah. there. I see him. Yes. I, I can like, I can smell him. I'm That's like, oh my nuts. God, it's so wild. I'm sure there's so much like cool science around like how scent receptors are yeah. tied to like well, it's whatever. One of your senses. It's, yeah. it's just, it, it helps create this, like they say the more of the senses that you use, the more you'll remember that memory. Yeah. So if you like want to remember a person, like touch them, smell them, <laughs> lick them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm all snacky. But like if you are able to use all of yeah. them, then that memory becomes like solidified in you. And that's why smell is like such a huge thing. Dude, that's freaking cool. I can't wait for people to to smell a labo and think of me. <laughs> right? You always tell me, you'll be like, you smell like you. And I'm like, what does that mean? You, you're like not perfume. You as a human being, your body smells like your parents' house. My parents' house. What kind of smell is it? It smells a little. It smells a little. You were you going to say musty? No, it smells... you made an M. I was like, girl, not mu not musty in a bad way, but like you know, like a home has like a not damp. What's the word? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm These trying to think not... of a, I'm trying to think of a better These word. These are not scents that you want. <laughs> Associated you with you yourself. You smell like your parents' house, and I swear it's because you're at your parents' house all the time. And I think it's just on you. I smell musty and damp. No, those are bad <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> but you smell like ex every time I give you a hug, I smell your parents' house. Wow. In a not a bad way. It's just, it's just, it is. It is on wow. you. I need to rethink <laughs> my life choices. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good times. Okay. Um, oh wait, can we can we say something for a second? Yeah. I recently learned. I went to a a brewery, and I learned that in order to become a beer taste tester, you have to go through a course where you are taught vocabulary to help you express what you're tasting. You should do that and, and then, then tell me what I smell Exactly. <laughs> and then I just talked to someone at a wedding last weekend who was talking about fragrance. And she said, oh, something that they do now for like perfume fragrances and stuff like that is they have you go through courses to learn vocabulary to express what you're smelling. Yeah, because there's only so many ways you can say like... How many ways can you say smoky? Hoppy. Smoky. <laughs> Floral. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's genius because like how else would I say, oh, it smells like, tastes like honey. Yeah. How else can I say, you know? Sweet. Clearly, yeah. I, what I'm saying here is that I need to take one of those courses. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> now that the entire world thinks I smell like a freaking damp washcloth <laughs> thrown in the garage for a while. No, it just smells like your parents' house. Whatever else. Um, do you have a turn it up? I do. Perf. All right. This one is titled, Everyone Loves a Good Tripping and Falling Story. Yes, we do. <laughs> Let's dive into it. Hey, Taryn and Ashley. I hope you are both doing well. My name is Emily. I'm 26 years old. And boy, do I have a good tearing it up for you. I actually had started writing a different tearing it up that was so close to sending it. But this one literally just happened last week, and it's too good not to share. Wow. Plus, I just listened to your most recent episode at the time that I was writing this, where Taryn talks about falling at Coachella. Yeah. And I feel like the timing of the story is just too perfect. Taryn, I hope this makes you feel less alone. Thank you. Still recovering, by the way. <laughs> Pray for her ankle. When it's cold outside. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Continuing, last week, my husband, my sister, and my friend and I all went to a concert together. I hadn't been to a concert since the pandemic started, so I was so excited. Before we left, I threw on a hoodie and some ripped jeans. This will come into play later. My husband was the only one out of the four of us who had been to this venue before. And while we were driving, he said, you guys need to check out the bathrooms there because they're super cool. After standing in the longest line ever, we made our way to the venue and enjoyed listening to the first two musicians. There was a break before the headliner, so I turned to my sister and my friend and said, let's go check out those bathrooms. Since I had never been to this venue before, I wasn't sure where they were. My husband said they were upstairs and pointed to the staircase towards the back of the theater. The three of us made our way in that direction, weaving through the crowd. I was in the lead, and there were a few girls in front of me also making their way up the stairs. I followed them. My sister and my friend were close behind me. At the top of the staircase, you had to turn to the left to get to the merch tables and the bathrooms. I must have been so focused on following the girls in front of me and looking for the bathroom signs that I completely missed the fact that when you turn left at the top of the stairs, there's one more deadly step. Uh-oh. The next thing I knew, the floor was flying towards my face. My arms were flailing. I tried to grab something near me to keep my face from planting. That thing just so happened to be a trash can that was not very sturdy. So it started going down with me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I quickly abandoned that plan and resolved to landing front first on the floor, barely catching myself with my hands and scraping my bare knees, those darn ripped jeans, on the not-so-soft carpet. People around me gasped and were staring. I quickly got up, laughed, and exclaimed, I promise I only had two sips of beer tonight. Clever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. That was good. That was good. Yeah. 
which was true because my husband let me have some sips of his beer and I didn't want everyone thinking I was drunk. LOL. <laughs> my friend behind me asked if I was okay. And somehow my sister had missed seeing the entire thing and asked what all of the commotion was. <laughs> <laughs> we walked to the bathrooms, which were really cool. It had a lounge vibe, and the sinks were basically small rain showers that you turn on with a pedal with your foot, which was kind of fun. I went into one of the stalls to pee and inspected my knees. They were already starting to sting pretty bad from the rug burn. I was Oof. bummed because I didn't want this to ruin my night. However, at that moment, I realized that this would make a great tearing it up. Shut I up. love that you I thought of us. That. I love that you thought of us. I smiled, went out and washed my hands, and then we joined my husband again for the rest of the show. He felt bad about my injury, so he got me a rum and coke. What a gem. Even though my knees stung, I was able to enjoy the rest of the concert knowing <laughs> that this would make a funny story to tell. I love that. I've always been able to laugh at myself pretty easily, but I just wanted to say thank you for giving me another reason to laugh off these ridiculous moments and not take myself too seriously. Also, pray for my knees. The recovery has been slow. (laughs) Love you guys, Emily. I Emily love that she was like, oh, sending this into the podcast. I love that immediately, like after shaking it off, she says a clever joke, which is our our number one like mm-hmm. how to get out of an embarrassing mm-hmm. situation laugh at yourself because everyone else is probably doing it and you might as well yeah um and then i love the t- same as taryn i love that you thought of us the second you did it and was like ha writing it in that's amazing so oh, good man. so good falling down i i swear it used to happen all the time the and then i went get. through this phase where i was like staying upward and then recently staying what Upward, like I'm not falling all the time. Oh, yeah. I think just the older you get, your body just doesn't. You mm. you get out of. You, we're in our thirties. Also, when you got a bum ankle, apparently you're prone to fall more. <laughs> I love when you say bum ankle. My bum I picture ankle. when it became a bum ankle. Dude, and it was hilarious. Yeah, no fun, no fun. Today's episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. If you guys have not heard of Book of the Month, where have you been hiding? Me and Ash are both on the journey of trying to be readers. She's definitely there. I'm on my baby steps way there. So obviously we were so pumped to partner with Book of the Month because their mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. And guys, they literally make it so easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick the five to seven of the best new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you cannot go wrong. And they offer great prices on new release hardcover fiction, much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free and it's super fun. Books are delivered in a bright blue box. A fun app to pick your book and track reading process is available and they have reading challenges with rewards. My December read was so epic. It was called Butcher and Blackbird. And let me just read the little sentence they give you that totally sold me. Serial killers need love too. Don't take our word for it. Read this biting, steamy, and edgy murderers to lovers tale. Like, come on. Like, it totally sold me. If you guys would like to check out Book of the Month, just head on over to bookofthemonth.com to pick a book and join Book of the Month. For a limited time, you can join and get the first book for just $5. Just use code unsolicited. 
Again, that's bookofthemonth.com, code unsolicited. Happy reading. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, you want to dive into your story? Yep. We put the fun in dysfunctional. Oh, let's let's unpack that. Oh, oh, we will. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. I absolutely love your podcast and I'm completely caught up. It's kind of sad, though, because now I have to wait a week for each one. Yeah. Ash, I will Me say. after I finished Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. Or caught up. But when I got into podcasts, like all of the ones that I actually am obsessed with, I remember getting to this point and being like, oh, mm-hmm. like I have to wait. And, and that just makes me. When people say this, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the fact that people, like, listen to our podcast and are like, oh, this is, like, one of my go-to podcasts. Yeah. Like, it just makes my life, you know? Makes my life. Okay. My name is Madeline. Yes, you can say my name. And I'm 23. We're on a roll today with names. I know. I'm getting married next month. And I'm feeling pretty frustrated. Wait, congrats. I know. Congratulations. That's awesome. Throughout wedding planning, I've gotten zero support from family and friends. I chose my sister, who's 18, as my maid of honor, and she hasn't been there for me. When I ask her if she wants to help plan, she says, no thanks, and leaves it at that. Can I say something really quick? (laughs) I have Alicia, my sister, is going to be my maid of honor. I can foresee her hiring (laughs) people oh, to do everything. 1000%. So I can see me being like, "Hey, what's going on with this?" and her being like, "I don't know." <laughs> oh, f- 1000%. Yeah. What's going to happen is like Alicia is going to be like, "Okay, so like Terry, and you want to help plan?" and then no. it's going to be like just like me doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll be like, she, "Oh, I'll buy this. I'll do this." So funny. She's it's so, so true. Okay. All my sisters and future in-laws shut down when we try to talk about our wedding. I think they are treating it more as a funeral. He's gotten comments about them losing him and he doesn't love them like he used to. Both my sisters and fiance sisters couldn't make time for a bridal shower for me, which I hate. Um, Isn't that their like biggest Literally. They're all super busy and no one could throw one. So my aunt stepped in and is throwing one instead. I've gotten, I've also gotten in many arguments about the rehearsal dinner because they only want their side of the family who's traveling here and want to keep it at 25 to 35 people. We have offered to pay for my side or suggested that they have maybe a fancy after party that was invite only, but they didn't like any of those ideas, which, by the way, I thought those were both very good compromises. Yeah, I think those are really great compromises. Like, not only, okay, like, if you're not if you're not cool with me pitching in to pay, then, like, why don't we do, like, a rehearsal dinner that's super chill and then, like, an intimate thing? Like, yeah. Those are great compromises. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law is now saying it's her event and we can't take it over and make it a welcoming what party. A classic in-law. 
monster what in-law. What a classic. That is literally what the movies depict as mm-hmm. the in-laws being. That is so mm-hmm. funny. Yep. Spicy Ash. I don't like her. I know. My parents have been my number one supporter in all of this. They love my fiance and are super excited for us to get married. I think part of this is that I'm a people pleaser and super easygoing. I'm trying to create healthy boundaries with my future in-laws and sisters and not go into marriage as a doormat because we are going to be living super close to them. We have had issues with jokes that I'm trashy and trailer park and then walking into our house unannounced looking through the windows. Oh, yeah the fact that you just casually say that as like stuff you're used to i'm already like uh no (laughs) Mm, red flag my not hard uh, pass no i would get a ring camera i would close all my blinds oh my god yeah see i don't think i could live by my parents or in-laws or anyone really no i I literally told my parents they can't move anywhere near me that is a easy drive. <laughs> oh, I, I could live down the street from my parents, but also like there would be healthy boundaries in place for sure. My fiance and I are on the same page in all of this, but I don't want to drive him from his family. My main question, how do I convey what I want with a rehearsal dinner without being a bridezilla? How do I set healthy boundaries with family without ruining relationships? So far in trying to create those boundaries, I've caused issues in my future family and it's rough. Thank you for listening. This has honestly been so helpful writing this all out. With love, Madeline. P.S. I've attached a picture of us from our engagement shoot. Well, you guys are adorable. Freaking adorable. You guys are adorable. Also, you should always wear that color blue. Yeah. Dear God, you're so cute. And he's so cute. And you guys look so happy. So what bothers me the most is that you feel bad for getting what you want for your wedding. And, you know, this doesn't always happen, but stereotypically, you're supposed to have like one wedding in your life that's your moment. Yeah, it's that's, your day. That is your day. You know, like that's the day where you get to pick the food. Everyone's coming to celebrate you. You get to get all dressed up and everyone's supposed to shower you with love and mm-hmm. gifts and support you and mm-hmm. your new future spouse. It's not about the in-law. It's not about the sister. Yeah. It's not about the friends. It's literally about no one else but you and your future husband. But that's like literally probably the smallest percentage of how actual like weddings happen. No, for sure. So sad. Oh, it's it's horrible. But I uh, I wish I could. I wish you had a friend that could like step in and do this for you because literally me and every wedding. That's, that's <laughs> what needs to happen. You shouldn't have to be dealing with this. But someone needs to remind the in law, Linda. And I'm gonna go ahead what and if her say name it. really is Linda. That'd be amazing. It should be your husband. Yeah. And I don't know where he is in this situation. I don't know um, if he's like I don't want to plan this wedding. But that's his mom. Mm-hmm. And. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to ruin the future relationship with my future in-law either. I would tell my husband to get his mom in check. Yeah. This is our wedding. Yeah. And she's causing a lot of drama that's really affecting me. Yeah. So, in the most loving way, I would get your husband to yeah. take care of that. Yeah. I, also, 
the 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 friends the the bridesmaids the maid of honor that aren't no one's doing anything you can pop off on them. Yeah. <laughs> They're your friend. They can handle it. Um, I get this being scared with the in-law, though. Yeah. That's, that's a different situation. Yeah. It's so funny because, like, you know, I, I joke about it all the time, but it is a very sad fact about me. I've been in literally, like, 100 weddings. Taryn is 27 dresses. I've been in weddings where when I was asked to be in the wedding, I was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> because I am, I feel like I am that person for a lot of people who You're people are place. like, I can rely on her. Like, mm-hmm. she'll help me do whatever, you know? I've been in weddings where the maids of honors and people sucked and the bride called me crying and was like, can you play on my bachelorette? Like, I so I've seen all the sides. I've never been in a wedding where there wasn't some type of drama mm-hmm. or at the end of the wedding, it resulted with people who no longer talk to this day. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, Weddings bring out the actual worst in people, which is so sad because it's genuinely supposed to be just this beautiful celebration of love. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying this to you because hopefully you find some solace in that of like, you're not alone. People Mm -hmm. are the worst. Mm -hmm. I think that unfortunately, I think it's come to a place where there almost needs to be a like, hey. Ash, I would love for you to be in my wedding. Here are the expectations I have for that. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you need to be involved in, like, planning this. You need to be involved in planning this. The dress is going to be about this much. I would also love that because... Travel is going to be about this much. Yeah. And then go from there. Coming coming from the friend perspective, I have never... I've been a... I've been a maid of honor once, and it was a very different kind of wedding. Mm -hmm. I genuinely have never thrown a bachelorette. Yeah, I would actually appreciate whoever asked me to be the maid of honor to give me a list of what to do because that's how I work. Yeah, I don't think that's considered bridezilla at all. No. I think you giving yourself that title isn't fair because if you want to have a wedding done your way, you have to tell people what to do. Probably, well, that's why I'm probably going to hire a wedding planner Yeah, because <laughs> like I've never done it and I wouldn't expect a friend who, you know, doesn't hasn't done one either if it, if we're asking someone like me. Yeah. So I would want a list. Yeah. Or obviously hire it out. But yeah, I don't think that's and bridezilla. If your family's not stepping it up, like God bless your aunt for stepping it up. Yeah, but also kind. like ask other friends, like yeah. ask people like to be involved and to help. Like there are people that are not selfish and who are going to want to be there for your special day. So if that means you need to like ask other people, mm-hmm. then do it, you know? Also, I don't think you need to follow tradition that strictly. If you want to have your maid of honor be your maid of honor and not plan the wedding, you can have other friends. Well, not the like, wedding, just like the shower and bachelorette. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have other friends yeah. who are capable of doing that. Yeah. Like, you can talk to them, give them the rundown. If they're good with it, like, they can help plan it. It can be more of a group yeah. effort. And then the freaking maid of honor who doesn't want to do it, like, doesn't have to. Yeah. You know, um, I don't think you ha- the maid of honor should have to. No, I mean, if, it's if, traditionally, if she's not capable yeah. of doing it. <laughs> but yeah, if she's obviously showing she can't, then yeah, reach out to other people. Yeah. Um, I think 
I think what's really important is, especially if you're going into this scene, you have a dramatic group. Mm-hmm. You have to be so intentional about planning out and finding those specific moments that just you and your husband can enjoy during your day. And those are the things you focus on and those are the things you prioritize over like other stuff, you yeah. know? Um, now, okay, about this freaking rehearsal dinner. <laughs> If, now, see, okay, I don't know what your confrontation style is. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what your husband's relationship with his, his mom is like. Because I, knowing me, if I saw my husband who had a really unhealthy relationship with his mom mm-hmm. to the point where, like, maybe he's kind of afraid of her, maybe he's got some, like, PTSD from confronting her, I could see myself being like, hey, let's back down because I don't want you to go through this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go through this. However, if they just have a typical like mother-son relationship, I would say, hey, whether you want to do this on your own, whether you want to call a meeting like the mafia with the families, whatever it is, this whole her just saying what she wants and us bowing down like Mm -hmm. it's not going to fly. Yeah. Unless you feel comfortable to talk to her, too. Like, I would just be like, look, Linda. Yeah. My family not coming is not an option. I've yeah. provided you with multiple compromises. If you want to provide me with some compromises, we can find a middle ground. But them not going is not... It's my wedding. Yeah. I want my family there. That's not an option. Yeah. And and then to add on top of that, it's your husband's wedding too. Yeah. This should When you talk to Linda, if you do end up having this I love that conversation, her, Linda. Um, you <laughs> need to... Use we. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with just you or just him. You guys are getting married. This is her son's wedding also. And her son wants your family there. Yeah. So use we. like. But also, like, it sounds like we have a boundaries issue in general. Because the fact that they just come into your house. Like, that's stuff that Mm -mm. needs to be talked about. Like, Mm -hmm. that needs to be addressed. Of Mm -hmm. saying, like, hey... We are being very protective of our home and our intimate time together. So you need to give a heads up before you come over. And that should cover the boundary. But like there has to be stuff that he's sticking to, too. Whether that means like you guys change the locks, whether that means you guys say like, hey, like we're going to move if this doesn't like stop, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. It sounds like Linda and her crew have a hard time being told what to do. So yeah. you guys got to nip that in the butt right now. Cause otherwise like that's a long life. Yeah. <laughs> long life. Yeah. And ideally you can do that together. If, if your husband can handle that on his own, that'd be awesome. Cause it, they're his parents. But if you guys want to be like a United front together and do that together, I, I really think it needs to happen way before the wedding. Yeah. And he needs to just be like, mom, I love you. We want you involved in our lives, but at this rate, it's not going to happen. Like, if you can't respect us and our mm-hmm. our um, decisions mm-hmm. as a married couple and our privacy, like, do you want to see your grandchildren? Yeah, threaten them with the grandkids. Do you want to see them? Yeah, let me be. Let me have my let wedding. Me be. But yeah, but also again, 
I would pick your battles of stuff like if there's certain things like she's like, I want the cake to be like this. If you don't care about the cake, like throw her the cake. See that? I can't. Ugh. Throw her the cake. Sure. Because throw then her the cake without she could focus me. on the cake while you can just stay in peace focusing on the stuff that like matters to you. Like that's the thing. If she's crazy, you can't change her crazy, but you can put boundaries in place and figure out how to avoid and like diminish the amount of crazy that gets put on you. She can figure out the parking situation. Yeah. That's what she can figure out. Tell her to set up the chairs. (laughs) Linda, we need you. Freaking Linda. The chairs look terrible. Go fix it. Go yell at them. Straighten them up. Yeah. But anyways, this is your day. Do what you got to do to survive and make it your day. The second the wedding's over, blinds. Tent your windows. <laughs> Move to Europe. Honestly, yeah. Consider. Yeah. <laughs> you got this, girl. You've got it. I'm also, you guys are so cute. You're going to be good. You guys you just are adorable. Need to get, it's so sad that some people have to think like this, but you need to get past the wedding and then yeah. just enjoy your life. Yeah. And you can laugh about it. You can look yeah. back and be like, oh my God, remember when your mom like punched the, the <laughs> usher? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can laugh about it eventually. Just make sure, like, you hold your sanity and protect those, like, precious times with you and your husband. Last thing I'm going to say. I used to work at hotels, which I've said before on the podcast. One of the hotels I used to work at had weddings every weekend. We'd have one Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like, every weekend. It was common knowledge the in-laws were the worst. Especially the mother-in-laws. And I, I dealt with bridezillas. Mm-hmm. Like, I dealt with them. You know who was worse? The, the mother-in-laws, yeah, yeah, in-law or mother of bride doesn't didn't matter. The mothers were the absolute worst, and like the brides would come screaming, crying, throwing hands, like just the worst mood. Like something didn't go right, and it was our fault, you know. Um, the mothers straight up would threatened. come for your life, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like I would have to whatever guy I was working, I'd have to like get them to like stand next to me, and it was just like we had to deal with so it all the time. Necessary, we had to deal with it all the time, and I get that it's stressful, but it's. Such a, I mean, I mean. So unnecessary. I mean. Honestly, elope. Don't let her get involved at all. <laughs> Surprise, we're married. Surprise! <laughs> Linda will kill no, you. No, <laughs> I literally had friends that got married, just the two of them, in like a courthouse yep. or something and had yep. this beautiful time. And then during the wedding... One of my friends in particular, she struggles with like anxiety and like getting upset over stuff. And the whole day I was like, she is so calm and she's so chill. Mm -hmm. Like to the point where I was like, are you high? (laughs) Like, why are you so chill? One of the most stressful things is the paperwork too. Yeah, and she just said, she was like, we actually got married a month ago. So like, I don't care what happens today. And I was like, dang. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's very clever. You got to do what you got to do. You do what's best for you. Enjoy your day, whatever it takes. Crap, I thought we were done. We still have your story. Yep. (laughs) Guys, when we record a twofer, it gets a little, everything gets mushed. Well, you know what's going to make this even more mushed? What? This is weird. We didn't plan this. Mine's about a wedding also. Oh, let's get into it. We're on a wedding roll. Get into it, yeah. This one is titled, I Don't Want to Be a Bridesmaid. And that's on life, mama. (laughs) Okay, here we go. If you let me know how to get out of it. That'd be great. <laughs> at this rate, it's easy. You go, oh, that's so sweet. But no, 
you could say that. I could never. I'm like, yeah, and you want me to plan everything? Oh, and the dress is $5,000? Okay. <laughs> Nose are healthy. <laughs> okay. Hi, Ashley and Taryn. I would like to stay anonymous, but you can know my name. I'm 27 years old and an Enneagram type five. Recently, my childhood best friend, Maria, caught me off guard by asking me to be a bridesmaid in her wedding. A little backstory. We've been friends since seventh grade. From the day we met in quiet study, we were inseparable and stayed best friends all through high school. Toward the end of senior year, I remember feeling sad because I knew our friendship would change. We live in New York. I was going to college in Nashville while she was going to Boston. I did my best to communicate how I was feeling to her, and she would assure me that we were going to be fine. We'd stay best friends. We'd talk all the time, hang out whenever we were home on breaks and hang out every summer. I didn't really believe her because I knew how she was. She's an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. But she put so much effort into convincing me everything would be fine that I started to believe her. We went to college and I was going through it. It was my first time being away from home. There was roommate drama, not directly with me, but it was a stressful situation to live in, (laughs) and family drama going on. To be clear, I am the farthest thing from a clingy person. If anything, I have issues opening up to people. I had reached out to Maria when I was having a really bad day, maybe once every few weeks, and she never responded. At first, I understood. I knew she was in a sorority and it was super busy, so I didn't think much of it. But after this happened a number of times, I started to get annoyed. She would always reach out to me when she was having a bad day, sometimes calling at like three in the morning and I'd roll myself out of bed to talk to her. So the resentment on my end started to build. I felt like I was being a good friend to her, but it wasn't being reciprocated. Finally, after a couple months, I told her just that. I felt taken advantage of and like we were becoming two different people going in two different directions. She told me I was overreacting. She knew she hadn't been a great friend, but that she promised to do better. I told her, let's just take a breather from each other and we can talk about it when we're both home on spring break. We met up to talk and the conversation didn't go well. I tried explaining to her how I felt like I was always there for her, but she was just never there for me. I'm not the best at talking about my feelings, so I had it all written down um, in a letter for her to read. She read it and was like, yeah, I know I did all of that. And to see it written down makes me feel really shitty, but I'm not sure what you want me to do. I'd been thinking about this conversation for a while, so I told her if if there is nothing she wants to do to fix it, then I think it's best we go our separate ways. And that's when she got mad. She didn't understand why I wouldn't want to be friends anymore. And I explained that we are both growing and changing in such different directions that if I met her today, I would probably not be her friend. She had become a party girl who drank, did drugs, and always was with a different guy while I was on the complete opposite end. I went to church every Sunday and stayed in watching movies with my friends most weekends. I didn't care that she was doing what she was doing if it made her happy, but we just had such different interests now. Every time I saw her, she wanted to take me to a bar or a club, and that's just not my world. But she literally said no. We're staying friends and wouldn't let me break up with her. This sounds like a relationship, but I promise it's just a friendship. Ever since that day, I kind of made up my mind to stop trying and let the ball be in her court. And there were times when we didn't talk for a long time. 
we graduated college. I moved back to New York and she has moved around to a couple different states, but moved to New Jersey about a year ago. Our friendship has turned into an awkward once a year meetup. You know those friends who you cannot talk to or see forever and pick it right up where you left off? Yeah, this is not one of those friendships. There's always awkward silences. Neither of us knows anything about the other's life, but we, at least because I don't actually know how she feels, feel obligated to catch up every once in a while. Like I said, she moved to New Jersey in April of 21, and we didn't catch up until January of 22. I'd gotten her save the date a few months prior, so I didn't think there was a possibility she would ask me to be in the wedding. My sister and mom kept saying they had a feeling that she would ask me, but I thought I would never ask her to be my bridesmaid. So I don't think she would ask me. My sister and I go to her apartment and right as we're about to leave for dinner, she tells me to wait, goes and grabs a box and starts walking towards me. <laughs> I've received many box, box immediately, form. <laughs> immediately in my head, I know what it is and I'm starting to panic. WTF. Why is she doing this? My sister being completely oblivious goes, OMG, is that a late Christmas gift? <laughs> I could have smacked her in that moment. Maria says, no, it's not and tells me to open the box. There is a note asking me to be a bridesmaid along with a couple of gifts. I break out into a sweat. Maria, her fiance and my sister are staring at me so I have no choice and after a few seconds of silence, go, oh, my gosh, of course. <laughs> and she adds in quotes. For days after, I'm traumatized. I cannot believe she asked me to be in the wedding. And I can't believe I said yes. It was bothering me so much that I text her and essentially say I wasn't expecting to be in the wedding. In response, she says she knew I wouldn't expect it. But as her oldest friend, she couldn't imagine getting married without me standing up there by her side. Now I am in her wedding and got roped into going to Florida for the bachelorette party. <laughs> I tried to talk to her about not going because I still don't drink or party and her friends and her can get really wild. She guilted me into going and told me I can bring my sister along so I have someone to hang out with. All the feelings I had in college are coming back up and I feel so uncomfortable being in the wedding. I already paid for my Florida trip, bought my dress, got it altered, and I'm going to the bridal shower in a few weeks. The wedding is in July. I feel so trapped and I feel like I have to go through with being in this wedding. In some ways, it feels like this is our last hurrah, the last major event of our friendship. It's like in the UA episode with Alicia and Remy where you guys compared a friendship to a TV show that has continued on long past the time that it should have ended. That's what I feel like with Maria. I know this was long, but I appreciate any advice that you can give to get me through this. I just want it to be over already. Thanks. P.S. I admire your friendship and love how you guys preach how important communication is. It has helped me so much in my life. Love that. First of all, I loved all the details. I know. I feel like I am, I've stepped into your world. Yeah. And I know so much about Maria now that I feel like. I have yeah. so much I want to talk about. You know what's funny is I know we are going to have completely opposite things to say. Oh, interesting. Why? Because I feel like, and maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, I feel like you're the type that's like, no, you need to say no. You need to like, if she's this, like you need to stand up for yourself. You need to do what's right for you. That's what I would guess you would say in this situation. I... Or like lean more towards that. Whereas I feel like I have a little bit like 
similar like foundation, but a little bit different, what I would say. But also it's coming very much from like how I view things. Right. So I'm just interested to see if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say 50-50. Okay. Would I have accepted the wedding bridesmaid uh, imitation? I feel like yes. I I don't know that I could tell someone no that genuinely wanted me to be in their yeah. bridesmaid wedding. Be a bridesmaid in their wedding. Yeah. I can't talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> be a bridesmaid wedding. Would I plan anything in the wedding? No. Yeah. Which it doesn't sound like she has been a part of. Would I, if, if I'm not a partier and I don't drink, I want nothing to do with a bachelor party. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I would still be a bridesmaid. I'd buy the dress. I would do all the things for her. I would help her have her day. But I wouldn't do anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. I would be doing the bare minimum. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I obviously, if you guys have a, a distance strained friendship and she, you don't consider her to be a friend anymore, then you showing up and being a bridesmaid is actually a huge thing. Like yeah. that's very kind of you yeah. to like put your feelings aside and be there for her when she's asking you to. So that's a very, like very sweet, unexpected thing that yeah. you're doing already. Having to put yourself through the bachelorette party feels like hell. So yeah. I probably would have backed out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Skirted out of the bachelorette Skirt. situation. Um, but I think you have a very good grasp on I, th- I think what you wrote down was very healthy. I think you have a very good grasp on how she's not meeting your needs and how she's not a good friend for you and how you guys shouldn't really pursue a friendship anymore because you ha- you aren't friends, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think I think you're really... Uh, I'm going to assume something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to assume that Maria doesn't have a lot of close friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to assume that because she's known you the longest, she is wanting you to be like that close best friend person that she doesn't have. I don't know, though. Obviously, I don't know a lot. (laughs) But that's just my guess. Yeah. The thing is, so I think, again, everyone has their own opinion. I think your time to bail passed. (laughs) Yeah. Like... I think if you wanted to get out of it, that should have happened like the next day. Like yeah. I, I probably too would have said, well, obviously I can't say no to most things, but if I were you being like, I don't want to be in this wedding, I get saying yes. Cause everyone's staring at you. It's oh, awkward. For sure. But then I would have said, Hey, can we have dinner and explained my side? Um, but if you've already paid for this trip, you have a dress, you're involved in the plan. It's done. It, it is very detrimental to weddings when people pull out last yeah. minute. Especially a so key player. So you would have to straight up hate this girl to yeah. like put her through that. Yeah. That's not fair. Um, Even like I've been a part of a wedding where like it was very apparent throughout it. Like the bride was like, me and this specific girl are not going to be friends after this. But she sat back and we had this conversation and she's like, basically I'm left with either I have this massive friend breakup and go into my wedding Wedding like traumatized by this or like we try to have the best time we can and then afterwards Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think that there is an extent of timing that's at play. I'm very curious because... I have a lot of friends that we've kept in contact from childhood or like early school years that I would say like we go 
lots of time without talking. I might not even agree with like that we're on the same page with a lot of stuff in our lives now. Mm-hmm. But I think that like, there there came a point in each of those friendships where I was able to like see the direction it was going, accept it. And then now like, it's great. Like when you pop up, you pop up. If I yeah. pop up, I pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of them, I will probably ask to be my wedding because they were literally my first friends. Like, and yeah. I feel like a wedding is such a culmination point. It is. So it's yeah. like, everyone you do, that's come in your life yeah, at different you want, periods. Like, your current friends, you want like family, you want like people who've been in your life forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something symbolic of that. Mm-hmm. So I think you should see it from that viewpoint, not mm-hmm. just like, why am I in this? But like, no, like you were crucial person to her and her life and finding this person yeah yeah the way that you talk about the friendship you are still very clearly like angry yeah and so I think that that's why everything is muddied because when you are angry at someone Every single, it's like putting on a pair of glasses. Yeah. Like, have you seen those videos where they put on a red light and they tell artists to try to paint what they think are the right colors, but it's impossible to tell. Mm -hmm. So then you turn it on and it's like, she has purple hair. She has like green skin, whatever. I think that when you're angry, you are so clouded by those emotions that it's hard to see anything because anything that's done towards you you're going to like scoff at, you're going to be like, how dare she say that when, when probably the other person is not even aware Mm -hmm. that their actions are being perceived as that. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I, dude, I, I have a, a a friendship that is no longer really a part of my life that ended in that same way where I really needed them and they've, fully pieced out yeah and when they came back in my life i was like i'm not able to like do this anymore so Mm -hmm. i i'm not i'm not minimizing what you went through and i think that is definitely grounds to like feel like you can't trust a person to be there for you yes however i do think like you carrying around this anger and being upset whenever you have to see her upset with exchanges just looking for ways to get rid of her like that's only affecting you. And yeah. like, I don't want you to hold that anymore. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. So I think that you, you need to find a way to either cross over to like, this friendship is what it is. Like we hang out Stop every once in a while. expecting her to be something she's not. Yeah. We can talk about where our lives are at. Sometimes it's awkward. Sometimes it's cool. I guarantee you, if you let go of the anger, it's not going to be as awkward mm-hmm. or you need to just have another conversation where you're like, hey, like I'm cutting you off and it needs to be more drastic. Mm-hmm. But I think carrying around this anger, being in this limbo, being upset about every interaction, that's not healthy for you. So yeah. I think that you've got to weed it out to see it for what it is and what you want it to be. Yeah. I also I agree. I think. Obviously, we don't know you. She could be very angry with all the past stuff. Mm-hmm. But she also it seems like she says like she knows that they've gone in two different directions she knows that they're like they just have two different interests and she her friend's a partier she's not like yeah it sounds like you have a really good grasp on that and this could be just like a really like uncomfortable situation um but you've already committed to it you're doing the bachelorette party yeah so let's strategize for a second bachelorette party you get to bring your sister 
awesome. You guys should like come up with a code. Yeah. For first of all, you should loop your sister in because it sounds like you haven't fully told her everything. Loop in the sister. So you have a partner during the entire bachelorette party. When stuff gets weird or you start feeling angry or you start feeling like taken advantage of or you just feel uncomfortable, say your little code word and then you guys can run off to the corner like grab some pizza or something. Or like go up to her with a shot and be like, this one's for you. Love you, girl. And then have her take a shot and be like, "Okay, I'm going to turn out. But also communicate those expectations before Mm -hmm. of saying, hey, I want to be a part of this, but I'm just letting you know I'm not comfortable in certain environments. So I'm going to be as present as I can. But also, if I do have to back out, please don't take that personal. Like, or go to bed early. You also don't have to stay awake and go to all of the clubs that they're going to go to. Like, no one's asking you. But just like. Pre. If like, you make that know. very clear, yeah. she can't get mad at you for later. With that information. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And same thing for the... I just hit the <laughs> mic with my nose so hard. Same <laughs> thing for the wedding. Include your sister on what's going on. Obviously be there. Be present to support her and like love, you know, the, re- the uniting of her and her husband. But like... You don't have to stay long after. Yeah. You don't have to like be there till the last person leaves. Like you can do your thing and be there and then yeah. give her a big hug and be like, I'm so happy for you yeah. and then leave. And then and it also it helps when you're just like, oh, this day is not about me. This yeah. is about her. Yeah. So then you just ro- like you literally just float. Yeah. And be like, oh, you want me to wear this? Cool. You want me to go oh, take care to- of the in-law that's being annoying? Cool. I'd love to. I don't know you her. Want me to I don't pose care in about this her. Photo? Yeah. Cool. Like. <laughs> Whatever. I'll do yeah. whatever because this is about you. Yeah. I'm supporting you in this day. Yeah. And then you just go away. Yeah. And you, you know? can go back to like meeting up with her once a year. Yeah. You know, um, I I love that she included your sister in this. I, yeah, th- like, I, think, I think that is your saving nice. grace. Yeah. And I think that's going to get you through all of the next events that will yeah. be coming your way. Um, you sound like a very healthy, very aware person. Uh, and so maybe in the future, after the wedding, after she's done, maybe you can have a conversation with her. Yeah. Just be like, here's how I've been feeling. Yeah. But until then, <laughs> buckle don't down. Fight, don't fight the current. Yeah. <laughs> just, just freaking put on your floaties. Just vibe, girl. Just float down that river. You're going to get through it. it out. And when the wedding's the wedding. over, maybe plan something fun just Eat for some you. Cake. You and a friend, you and your sister to celebrate surviving. <laughs> do what you got to do. And then just... Bye. Bye, girl. Bye. You got Um, this. Release that. Release all that stuff and just do what you got to do. I completely agree. Um, You've a thousand percent got this anonymous. I feel for you. We hear you. um, And you're going to get through it. Yeah. I I take back my statement. We were very much on the same page. I don't know why. I think especially because grumpy Ash was here. I don't feel her anymore, by the way. I feel I've mellowed out. Okay. Because I feel like grumpy Ash would have been like, no, you do not have to waste your money on her. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's about you. It does suck. But I do think, I don't think I could personally tell someone yeah. no, unless I was like, hey, I would probably say something along the lines of, listen, I want to be there for you. But this is not a good time for me. And yeah. I know I won't be doing my part or making this a fun yeah. time for you. So I'm going to bow out. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said something along that, the lines of that. But yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Also, in general, I love weddings. I know weddings are great. Yeah. Someday I'll have one. Might be to myself <laughs> this week. <laughs> but I'll have one. Oh, she'll I'll have, have my one. day. Let's throw you one. Okay. <laughs> Sad. Okay. Um, here's the dad joke. Perfect. To end us out. My <laughs> this is great. My recliner and I, we go way back. Oh my 
god. <laughs> Actually, that be that might be like one of my favorites. It's so good. It's, it's so, simple. so simple. It's clean. It's we clean, clean, clean. Guys, if you made it to the dad joke, we love you the mostest. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this was the wedding episode. So. Yeah. You know, if you are sitting on some wedding drama, a little situation that's sticky you want advice on, take the time to please write us an email, fill in all the dirty details so that we can advise you properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll be talking to you guys in the next episode, which will be coming Monday. Love you. Bye. Bye.